because Jesus said, he who believes in me will live forever. Now, here's what happens. The day comes when whatever the reason, your body dies. And when your body dies, Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord immediately. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. The Bible has much to say about death and dying and lets us know that when the big one comes and we leave this world, Jesus is there to carry us to the other side. Hi everybody, I'm Jeff Wickwire and welcome to Life Talk. Today we're continuing the message, When the Big One Comes. The Bible has a lot to say about death, dying, and the world to come. It informs us that people who don't have faith in Christ live all their lives out in bondage to fear over the day they will die. And it also records the comforting words of Jesus regarding heaven and the promise of eternal life for those who place their faith in Him. Today we're going to look at several of the promises given by our Savior, as well as explore what heaven will be like. So grab your Bible and follow along as I share on the message, When the Big One Comes. What I like is Jesus didn't just say, I'm I'm building you separate housing. You're going to be separated. You're going to have a house over here and a house over there. And then one down yonder, I'm building you separate dwelling places. That's not what he said. Because the wording that he used means that it's all going to be under the canopy of the Father's house. So there's not going to be somebody over there on Glory Avenue. And then somebody else over there on Sanctified Lane. And then... Somebody else over in the holiness subdivision. No, we're all going to be under the same canopy. You say, oh, no, I don't like that idea. There's some folks I don't even want to see up in heaven. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Once you are caught up to glory and there's no more flesh hanging on you, you won't feel that way at all. You won't feel that way at all. But Jesus said, let me tell you what's going to make heaven heaven. Here's what's going to make heaven heaven. So that where I am, there you may be also. See, what's going to make heaven heaven is he's going to be there. The one who died for me is going to be there. Jesus who rose from the dead is going to be there. The lover of my soul is going to be there. The one who's walked me through every valley on this planet is going to be there, taking me in his arms, letting me into his presence. I'm going to hear his voice. I'm going to hold him. I'm going to touch him. I'm going to kiss him on the cheek. I'm going to say, thank you, Jesus. So that where I am, there you may be also. He said, you're going to be right there with me. You're all going to be together under the same roof in the Father's house. When you wake up in the morning, I'm going to be there to greet you. When you wander through your dwelling, I'll be there. When you walk through the streets of glory, I'll be there. It's all going to be together, all under the Father's house. John the Revelator tells us Jesus' face is going to be the sun that shines and lights up 
heaven. We won't need a son because we're going to have an S-O-N, the son, his face lighting up that place called heaven. His voice will be the sound that fills heaven. His presence will be the permeating essence of heaven. It's going to be Jesus in the beginning, Jesus in the end, and Jesus all throughout. I'm going to go prepare a place for you. Topos. We get topography from that. It's going to be a literal geographical location. A place. You're going to be able to walk on it, sit down in it, move around in it, feel it, experience it. It's a place. A geographical spot just for you. Where's my place? Where's my place? Right here, Jeff. Right here. Right here. I have it ready just for you. Where's my place? Says Susie, Jane, John, Bill. Where is it? It's right here, right over here. I've got it just for you. A topos, a location, a real location, a real place. Say, well, Jeff, where is heaven? I don't know. I don't know where heaven is. Because, see, we think, well, it's way, 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 way out there, and we envision this long distance. But you see, if there's not material things to measure distance by, there is no distance. We must have a material thing here, A, and a material thing over here, B, and then measure the distance between A and B. But in glory, in the spirit world, there's no material things to measure distance by. So there is no distance and there is no time because nobody's getting old. Glory to God for that. I don't know where heaven is. I've wondered. I've wondered if it's right here. It's in the fourth dimension. We're in the third dimension of material things, time and space. But beyond time and space, the fourth dimension, is it just right here? Is it just right here? You know, Elijah, he opened his eyes and he saw the chariots of fire and the angels of God surrounding the enemy that was coming against him. They were right there. Is it just right here? Is it just like when your body dies, you just walk through a door and you're right here? Are they all looking at us? I don't know. But I do know this. Eye has not seen. Ear has not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man on your best and sharpest and brightest day. You can't begin to comprehend or imagine what God has prepared for those who love him in the place called heaven. Heaven. Heaven is exalted in glory. It's totally different from the earth. It's full of wonder and praise and OMGs. For those of you that don't know social media, OMG is oh my God. I believe when we get to heaven, it's going to be oh my gosh. Oh my Lord, I could never have imagined. Look at this. OMG, 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 OMG. Oh, heaven. Heaven, 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 heaven. There's no pain there. There's no sickness. There's no disease. There's no temptation. There's no heart attacks. There's no cancer. There's no headaches. There's no sorrow, no devil, no conflicts, no wars, no broken relationships. There's no 
joblessness, no pink slips, no poverty, no depression, no setbacks, no letdowns, no disillusionments, no bloodshed, no tears, no heartbreak. I could go on. There's no slimy, grimy, split-hoof devil. There's no flesh to take you down. And I want to tell you something, church. It's not a dream. This is not something made up by the Brothers Grimm. This is not plucked out from some ancient Greek mythology or the imagination of men. This thing called heaven, no, it's topos, a place. I go to prepare a topos for you, a real place, a geographical location. It is there. It's real. It's substantive. It's feelable. It's tangible. It's God's dwelling place. He has a throne there. His honor reigns supreme there. There's nobody blaspheming his name there. No cursing, no swearing, no doubting God, no running down his name, no casting dirt at the creator. That's all gone. Nothing that stains, nothing that makes dirty, nothing that defiles can enter that place called heaven. And Jesus will be there. Aren't you looking forward to seeing Jesus? Aren't you looking forward to seeing Jesus? Now, third and lastly, here's what Jesus said to a troubled group of disciples. He said, I want you to know I'm coming back. I've whetted your appetite for that place called heaven, but I want you to know I'm personally coming back to get you. Can everybody say with me, he's coming back? back. Read it with me. And if I go and prepare a place for you, read it good and loud, I will come again and receive you to myself. It's so sad that there's many pulpits today that will no longer preach the return of Christ. They won't talk about sin. They won't talk about hell. And they won't talk about the return of Jesus uh, because they feel like, well, that's just too heavy to tell people. Nobody really believes that. Oh, yes, we do. Didn't the Bible predict that in the last days scoffers would come saying, where's the promise of his return? For things are going like they've always gone and he hadn't returned yet. It's been so long and nothing has happened. We've been warned about that. Jesus said, I'm going to come like a thief in the night. When you least expect it, the trump will sound, and I'm going to return. I'm going to return when you least expect it. I'm going to take the world by surprise. There's one grand objective in your salvation and one grand objective in the details of your life that you might be with Christ, which is far better. Jesus ascended and returned to the Father's house in order that we might be taken there and be with him in glory. He's our forerunner, the captain of our salvation. And he's gone ahead of us and blazed the trail, and we're coming right behind him. Now, in light of this, so Jeff, that's all good, but there's some things about a Christian dying I don't understand. Let me tell you what happens when a believer dies. I have a glove here. Now, I've used this illustration before, but... It's so effective. I'm just going to use it again because I've been amazed at how many people still aren't clear about what happens when a believer dies. So here's a glove. Now, I want you to pretend with me that this glove is our body. Now, I want you to notice when nothing's in it, it's limp, lifeless, non-animated, dead. What is it? It's useless. Unless something fills it, unless something is in it, if something is in it, it becomes animated and alive. And so I put, now my hand 
represents my soul, represents your soul. Now, we are tripart. We are body, soul, and spirit. You have a body, you have a soul, you have a spirit. Your soul is the Greek word suke, and it means your mind, will, and your emotions. Your soul is what learns, is what thinks. It is the essence of you. It carries your personality. That's your soul. But your spirit is what was dead in trespasses and sins and was made alive when you called out on Jesus and the Holy Ghost touched your spirit and raised you from the spiritual dead. You with me? So you have a body, you have a soul, you have a spirit. The body is not eternal, although it will be resurrected. The soul and the spirit are eternal. You're an eternal being. You can't get away from that. When you die, you do not go into annihilation. You do not return to nothingness. Your soul and your spirit will go on. Your soul and your spirit, they're hard to distinguish, but they're both eternal. And when Jesus told us the parable of the man who went to hell, this man that was in hell, his soul was fully active because he knew of his brothers that were on earth still. He knew of his former servant named Lazarus who was in Abraham's bosom. He was experiencing fear, which is a soulish emotion. He was experiencing concern, which is a soulish emotion. So his soul was in hell. It was intact, and so was his spirit. Now, when you're alive, the glove is animated. It's animated. Your body's animated because something is in it, the soul and the spirit. We come to church today, hallelujah, glory to God. Okay? The soul and the spirit are in it. The only reason you're sitting looking at me and smiling at me and listening to me is because your soul and spirit are still in your body. But the day is going to come when all of us are going to get something and we're all going to die unless Jesus comes. Now, for you hyper-faith people, you can argue with me all day long, but someday you're going to get something. It's going to be a heart attack. It's going to be a stroke. It's going to be something that takes you out. You are not living to 500 years old. One day you're going to die. Your body is. But see, I don't even like to say a Christian dies because a Christian doesn't really die. A Christian's body dies, but his soul and spirit goes on. Because Jesus said, he who believes in me will live forever. Now, here's what happens. The day comes when whatever the reason, your body dies. And when your body dies, the soul and the spirit immediately detach from the body and they immediately go up into the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hi, Jesus. Because Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord immediately. So the glove goes into a grave and the hand goes up into the presence of the Lord. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. I'm enjoying the presence of Jesus. The body is in a grave. The hand goes up into the presence of God. When I was holding Kathy at the end, I don't mean to get too heavy, but I'm just telling you, I was there and I was holding her and I was speaking into her ear and I was quoting the 23rd Psalm to her. And when she breathed her last, I, I immediately knew that I was talking to this, that she wasn't there. 
Because immediately, immediately, there's no purgatory. Purgatory is a creation of the Catholic Church. If you're a former Catholic, I don't mean to offend you, but it's a creation of the Catholic Church. Purgatory says when you die, you go down into this intermediary place where you pay penance for your sins, but don't lose hope because once you're there long enough, you're finally going to get out and then go on to heaven. So you pay for sins in purgatory, and then when you're done doing it, you get out. But my Bible tells me Jesus paid it all, and all to him I owe. All to him I owe. So there's no purgatory. There's no soul sleep. There's no intermediary place. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. The ultimate event is near, and that's the return of Jesus. His return is so near. When the trumpet blows at that moment, the body of the believer that has died is going to be resurrected from the grave. Now, listen carefully to me. You've got to catch this because this is the core and crux and essence of Christian belief. If you heard Paul preach, you heard him talk about the resurrection. If you heard Peter or John preach, you heard them preach about the resurrection. Their soapbox, their continual refrain was the promise that we're all going to be resurrected if we put our faith in Christ. We will be resurrected to eternal life. I can tell you this directly, Paul says, from the Lord. So this is straight from Jesus through Paul that we who are still living when the Lord returns will not rise to meet him ahead of those who are in their graves. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a mighty shout and with the soul-stirring cry of the archangel and the great trumpet call of God and the believers who are dead. I'm going to say that again. Every glove in the grave. The believers who are dead will be the first to rise to meet the Lord. Then we who are alive and remain on the earth will be caught up together. Now, now look at this. With them. With who? With those who died before us. With them in the clouds. Hey, John. Hey, Bill. Hey, Sue. Can you believe this? Wow. <laughs> OMG, 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 OMG. with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and remain with Him forever. So comfort and encourage one another with these words. When the body is resurrected, it will be raised a glorified body, united with the Lord, and the soul and spirit that had been with Jesus will be reunited with a glorified body, just like Jesus was. When I was picking Kathy's gravestone, I had the funeral director here. I said, okay, listen, I want here because there was a crepe myrtle right over here, which she loved, and the spot was right under this giant oak tree, which she also loved. So I said, right here, I want this one right here. And we were talking about the gravestone, and he said, yeah, we'll put it here, and it'll face east. And when he said it'll face east, then me, Mr. Theologian, immediately a verse jumped into my mind, east. Because Jesus said in Matthew 24, 27, Jesus said, as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, watch this, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, Christians all throughout the ages have believed that Jesus was telling us that he's going to appear first in the east. 
So I thought of this verse, and I said it to the funeral director, and I said, wow, did you know about this verse? And he said, oh, he said, every grave in this cemetery faces east. Because this cemetery was built by Christians who believe in the return of Christ. And so every single grave in this cemetery, and he said, Jeff, i got to tell you, in cemeteries all over the United States that were built on the Judeo-Christian ethic and the Christian belief that Jesus is going to return in the east, they all face east. They all face east. Did you know that? They all face east. So that means when Jesus comes, da 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 all these people in their grave are going to come up and face the Son of God. That gave me a Holy Ghost bump in the first service, and I just got another one. Isn't that going to be a day? Caught up together with Him in the clouds, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And so Jesus said, in light of what I'm just now telling you, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't fear death if you're a Christian. Kathy didn't. I'm going to tell you she did not. But likewise, don't live like a fool. Listen to me. Don't live like a fool, never thinking about death like teenagers do. They think they're indestructible. They can do anything, go anywhere, do anything stupid. These motorcycles... That goes shooting past you on the highway in between cars. It's always a teenager. All it takes is one person saying, I think I'm going to turn left without signaling. Whoop! What was that? And they're gone. Reckon with the reality of death by turning to Christ because death is going to come to us all. It may be after 75 years, in a silent, unexpected night, your heart gives out. And if you're his, the Lord says, I'm going to come and take you to myself. It may happen after 55 years going through the rough door of cancer. But the Lord comes and says, I'm here to take you home. It may be in an unexpected instant of crashing metal in what we call a car accident. And you or your loved one is taken just like David Wilkerson, the founder of Teen Challenge and a preacher known around the world, taken in a car crash. He didn't know. You never know. Whatever the means and whatever the time, the promise of Jesus to his own is I will come again and I will receive you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. What a comfort the words of Jesus are. No wonder Paul the Apostle said that the sting of death is taken away by the promise of eternal life through Jesus Christ. When we lose a loved one, as I have just recently experienced with the loss of my wife, Kathy, we hurt and we miss them. But we don't hurt like those who have no hope. May the Lord's words regarding heaven and eternal life comfort you as they have comforted me. And now, don't go anywhere. Our announcer has some important things to share with you as a valued Life Talk listener. Join me again next time as we begin a brand new message titled, It's Not Your Fault. Until then, may God bless you richly is my prayer.
Now you can bring Pastor Jeff Wickwire and Life Talk right into your home, your car, or wherever you may be to lead you on the exciting journey of building up your Christian walk in faith, hope, and love. For a gift of any size to Life Talk, Pastor Jeff will send you a CD collection of some of his most anointed and inspiring teaching series. These CDs will strengthen your faith and build your understanding of what Christ Jesus did for you at the cross. You will begin to understand just how much our Heavenly Father loves you and the whole world. So call now, toll free, 877-884-3111. Or just log on anytime, day or night to lifetalk.tv. Listen to Pastor Jeff's hope-filled CDs again and again. Or give them to family members or friends as a gift. Don't wait. Call 877-884-3111 right now. Or log on anytime to lifetalk.tv and give your best gift today. Today's program is entitled, When the Big One Comes. You can get your own copy of this message for just $5 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.